Hello and welcome to This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, this is Ross Ingalls. Like me, you've probably spent far too many Saturday mornings terrorizing your lawns with a technology that can be found in almost any suburban garage, the petrol lawnmower. But that technology is on the way out and its replacement is battery powered. Leading the charge towards quieter emissions-free lawn mowing is Waikato-based Right Group. It offers franchise cleaning, house cleaning, and lawn mowing services across the country. And last year, it decided to replace the petrol-powered equipment used by its lawn right franchisees with battery-powered alternatives. To tell us the story, Right Group Managing Director Troy Hillard joins us uh, on this climate business. Troy, welcome to the podcast. The first question, what equipment are we talking about here and how much is there of it? Hi, Ross. Um, the equipment we use is pretty much anything that uses in the outdoor yard and landscaping environment. So lawnmowers, weed eaters, hedge trimmers, chainsaws, blowers, um, all the way down to a battery-powered concrete mixer. Wow. And so how many pieces of equipment are we talking about? Uh, in our business, we'll have at least probably about 80 to 90 individual pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. Was this a sort of like a, a transition for you or did you just replace everything overnight and start start afresh? Uh, no, it's definitely a transition. With our business model, we are a franchise model. So we have to obviously bring our franchisees along with us. Um, a lot of those people are, I guess you could say, stuck in their way. So they have to be shown and proven that the technology is comparable to what they're used to. And that is a um, definitely a process, but it is a process we are definitely working through. Mm. So, so tell me about that bit, Troy. Then, uh, do the franchisees actually own the equipment, and were they therefore required to replace their uh, petrol-powered equipment with the new battery-powered equipment? Is that how it worked? Uh, yep, the franchisees own their own equipment. Uh, and when we started this journey, we teamed up with two companies, Ego and Still. And we, we were blessed that both companies offered to gift us some equipment that we could share around our franchisees to trial it so they could actually see the quality of it mm. and the benefits of it. Mm. And um, we had a, a mixed response. Some franchisees jumped um, feet first in and swapped out all their gear. Uh, some franchisees swapped out some of their equipment. Um, and there's a, a mix between that there. Right. And from the group's point of view, was this an ethical decision or a commercial decision or what mix of the two? Uh, both. Um, and, and I'm a firm believer it, it needs to be both. Um, if it doesn't weigh out from a commercial point of view, um, they're not going to come along with it. The first reason these people buy one of our franchisees is from the commercial financial aspect for them and their family. Um, but it, it you can't have one without the other. So as soon as the technology come to a price point that matched the petrol and then the battery life um, was at a good enough level, um, there was no reason for us not to go down that route. And there's many other reasons other than just the, the ethical and the commercial. You know, we have a, um, a huge health and safety advantage. Um, one of our massive health and safety risks uh, from a business point of view is the flammable fuel. Hmm. Um, we we take away that flammable fuel risk straight away as a company. We're a much more attractive um, prospect to a potential customer, either local government, national government or large corporate, because hmm. we don't have that risk involved in our business. 
Right. And I was going to ask you about exactly that point. When you're dealing with large organizational customers, let's say councils, government departments, uh, hospital boards uh, or, or health boards, um, are, are you starting to see uh, a requirement for low emissions technologies in their RFPs? Yeah, definitely. It is uh, definitely one of the aspects. Not so much, they don't ask around the equipment. They normally ask what our business is doing to minimise our emissions output on their jobs. And as soon as we highlight that, we've removed all emissions um, aspects of it, um, except for the vehicles. Um, it is a, a massive surprise to them that we can do the job to the required standard and do that with battery-powered equipment. Right. And you are ahead of the game in this area, aren't you? I understand that no one else is doing it on quite the scale that you are. Yeah, definitely. There is a couple of people trying to do it, um, but they miss out on one major, major aspect is that they go buy battery-powered equipment just like us, but then they take it home at night, plug it into the PowerPoint to recharge their batteries, and that PowerPoint is then fed through a coal-fired power station or a non-renewable power source where what we've done is we've wrapped our entire business system around that the trailer has its own solar power charging system. So our trailer and our equipment does not never need to be plugged into any power source whatsoever. So we, we take away yeah, that 7 to 9% of power coming from coal-fired power stations. We take that out of the mix. And we are the only ones that are doing it to that level. Right. So, so the trailers that your franchisees are using – uh, to move the gear around. Uh, yes. They've got solar panels on them and they're charging the gear while your people are working. Exactly. So the trailer has a solar panel that runs a big 200 amp hour lithium battery, which then runs the charges for the equipment. And the franchisees always have enough batteries, so they've always got some charging while some are working. So and what's – oh, sorry, yes – I was about to say the just the, uh, the the technology has reached the point that we can go from dead flat batteries to 100% full batteries in 32 minutes. What is the um, what has the response from the franchisees been? Have you had any of them want to go back to petrol powered? Uh, no, not not at all. Um, no, not at all. The ones that have actually tried it and have actually used it. Um, it, it's a, a big revelation to them because there was that myth around that the battery power wasn't as quite as good. And when our two suppliers, Ego and Still, offered us some free equipment to trial, uh, the guys quickly learned that the equipment is ag as good quality. But you have other benefits. A battery-powered lawnmower weighs a third of the weight of a petrol-powered one. So the guys at the end of the day don't feel as tired or, or as worn out as they do pushing a petrol-powered mower around all day. Right. Plus they're quieter. A lot quieter, yeah, a, yeah massively quieter. And th that allows us to then, obviously, from a customer service point of view, be mowing your lawn at 8 o'clock on a Friday morning, and if you're working a night shift, you don't even hear it. Hmm. What about the economics from the franchisee's point of view? What do the numbers look like? Yeah, um, so to buy a franchise that's 100% solar compared to petrol, it does cost $1,000 more. But the the average franchise in Auckland is saving around $40 a day just on petrol costs. 
and then they have the cost of servicing. They're not going through spark plugs and oil changes. Um, the, the, the battery life all comes with a two-year warranty, and we normally go through a piece of equipment every two years. So it doesn't matter if it's petrol or battery. After two years, we've worn it out from a commercial point of view. So for us, it, it's a win-win. So when the battery runs out of warranty, we're normally replacing that bit of equipment anyway because we've just worn it out. And our two suppliers we've chosen, um, um, they have dedicated battery recycling systems. And what does that mean? Um, so basically any batteries that come back either through their, that they're faulty or they might just be out of its use date, which has just been used that much that the battery is dead, um, they have a process where they will actually take the battery back from you and they have an accredited recycling program. So they send them back over to the manufacturer. The battery cells get pulled down. The parts in the battery that can be recycled and reused do, and then the rest gets recycled. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so I personally am an apartment dweller, and I haven't mowed a lawn for a very long time. Are you seeing signs that electric mowers are becoming popular outside the commercial world, that homeowners are, are using them? As well? Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just the simple fact that the battery-powered lawnmower is a third of the weight. You can literally fold them up and put them in a much smaller area. Um, they started out residentially, and that's why they had a bit of a bad reputation from the commercial point of view. Um, so the residential guys have had them for much, much longer than us commercial guys have had them. Right. So, so it feels like... Um... The petrol-powered lawnmower is about to go the same way as, I don't know, the landline. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I personally believe within 10 years you, you won't have the option from a, a legal point of view to purchase petrol-powered lawnmowers. Um, what you have to keep in mind is that this, the standard four-stroke lawnmower engine hasn't changed since the 50s or 60s. A brand-new lawnmower is still carbureted. There, there's no um, catalytic converters. There's no exhaust emissions control. Um, a lot of them are still two-stroke, so they literally burn oil while they run. Um, so the engine hasn't changed in 50, 60, or 70 years at all. They have got more reliable, but the way that they burn the fuel and emit the, um, the carbon hasn't changed whatsoever. So I think within 10 years, um, it won't be an option. So bye-bye, petrol paddle or more. Um, Last question, Troy. I understand that um, you're, you're considering similar moves in the other parts of your business, the house cleaning and the cleaning franchises. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. We are looking to partner with uh, Toyota and LDV to try and find a way that we can run with our Washright fleet, run our um, electric-powered uh, pressure washers off the batteries that power the vehicle. Our current problem at the moment is the amount of power required is too much for standalone batteries. So we're looking at trying to piggyback off the actual vehicle battery to run our um, our pressure washers. Uh, that's still early stages at the moment, but we think within probably three years, we'll have our first dedicated 100% solar-powered house washing truck out there. Troy Hillard, thank you for joining this climate business. Thank you, Ross.
This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into opportunity. Please follow us on social media and rate the podcast as it helps others to find us. 